Hey athletes, I'm Adam. And I'm Lindsay. And this is Burpee Nation. Burpee Nation. Oh. Should we do it again? No. Good enough. Hello and welcome into this episode of the Burpee Nation podcast. Oh my. (laughs) I am Adam, joined alongside Lindsay. Hi. As always, uh, and today we are going to have a little chatty chat, two two episodes in a row now with a CrossFit athlete. Yeah, uh, season. Yeah, it really is because, <laughs> uh, you know, this past weekend was another semifinals. I think there's still more to come, but there's already been a few and CrossFit Games is less than two months away, so people need to qualify. Yeah. So we're going to talk to somebody who qualified. For his ninth straight CrossFit Games, which well, is very impressive. I did not get a chance to speak with him. Right. I'm sorry. But you did. Lindsay was and I unavailable. Got to to yes. <laughs> Lindsay was unavailable. Uh, so we're gonna, I chatted with Cole Seger, so I'll play that interview for you in just a minute. Uh, but before we do, um, you know, if you're here for CrossFit, Check out our previous CrossFit episodes if you listen to or if you like Spartan races or OCR or running or anything along those lines. We have plenty of episodes for you to check out. Uh, Last week or two weeks ago, we talked to Sam Briggs, so that's our other most recent Mm -hmm. uh, episode. Uh, But yes, uh, I had a chance to chat with Cole, so we'll play that in a minute. Oh, there's there's, uh, video clips. There is. Uh, just some highlights, you know, um, usually put those out a couple days before the podcast just to give a little sneak peek, a little preview, yep. so keep an eye out for more of those. But also, you know, listening to a podcast is cool, but sometimes watching, you know, getting to see people talk yeah, is cool too. Absolutely. So check that out. That's on our YouTube page. There'll be a link in the description below. Uh, Cole is on Instagram if you want to follow him at ColeSager35. Uh, and again, the CrossFit Games are coming up. Uh, I don't think we really have anything else. We'll talk a little bit about uh, Cole in the interview afterwards, so stick around for that. But I guess we'll just get right into it. Go for it. Life moves fast, <laughs> man. Life moves fast. Totally, so. totally. So, um, I mean, fresh off, you know, MAC, M-A-C-C, Mid-Atlantic CrossFit Challenge, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Uh, third place finish there. So congrats. Another trip to the games, ninth trip now, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Ninth consecutive trip. That's, that's, I mean, that's an achievement in itself, obviously, but, um, did, did you have, did you have like a plan going in to like, and, and were you able to execute your plan if you did have one going in to, to try and make sure you at least yeah. made the games? Yeah. Yeah. So obviously, uh, qualifying for the games is the, it's the crux of your season. People don't, it's, it's, it's weird because like you have to think of it twofold. Like I'm competing to be the fittest on earth, right? Like that's, that's what I train and compete to do to be crowned fittest on earth um, to win the CrossFit games. But you have to qualify for the CrossFit games in order to do that. Right. And so it's, it's such a pivotal moment, pivotal weekend of your year. It's almost, arguably one of if not as big like it's a it's it's one of the biggest weekends of your year as far as the season comes because if you don't qualify and there's there's a multitude of reasons why somebody might not qualify like 
there's so many things that are either out of your control um, that could just be a hindrance and you make a massive mistake. Like there's just, there's so many things that could transpire in that weekend to keep you from, you know, contending at the CrossFit Games. And, you know, I'm, I'm really thankful that CrossFit has brought about the last chance qualifier. That is one of the, it's, it's one of the coolest changes that they have made in the last two years um, to the CrossFit season, because there are so many things that can keep people out of contending at the CrossFit Games or, you know, compete at the CrossFit Games. Um, and so if, if that does happen, having people, um, you know, the, giving people the opportunity to like, like maybe like I, I should be there. I'm fit enough to be there. Like giving those people another chance because uh, ultimately like I want to be competing against the fittest individuals possible. Right. So, right. Um, but yeah, no, it's, it's a, it's a big weekend and I feel like I accomplished what I set out to accomplish. That is qualify for the CrossFit games. Now on top of that, I wanted to win the Mac. That was, okay. you know, like that, that was, my heart's desire going there, but it wasn't necessarily like the main focus. It's like, Hey, go take care of business and business is you need to qualify for the CrossFit games. You know, when you think of a, uh, a training season and you think of a competitive season, there's a fine balance between being extremely fit and peaking at the wrong time right. or peaking at the right time. And it's really, it's kind of a fine line. Like you can really screw that up pretty easily. Um, especially with how easy it is to get excited about training, especially when a competition comes around and the in-person competition comes around, especially like mm-hmm. that right. means something these days. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and so when you have an in-person competition coming up, like there's a lot of like eagerness to train, to train harder. I'm going to be on the floor and and then all of a sudden you find yourself doing too much volume or too much intensity and you don't realize that you're starting to peak too soon. Mm-hmm. A small peak is okay, but if you peak too soon in your season, um, there's always a crash afterwards. If that happens at the wrong time, it's hard to come back and peak again for the CrossFit games, right? right. So there's kind of a balance there. Like, hey, we need to go in prepared, but let's not be so prepared that we've peaked and and that hinders us from being able to prepare really well for the CrossFit games. So, um, you know, fine balance there, but, you know, I feel like ultimately we came out with, with the objective. And that right. Was yeah. And I mean, you know, obviously, you know, your, your strengths, your weaknesses. And so mm-hmm. when you see the events coming up, you know, I think after Friday, the first day, I think you're, you're just outside top five, I think six, seven, something like that. Oh, okay. Um, okay. I, for, I don't remember off the top of my head, but yeah. um you know, after it, do you, do you even look at the standings after day one? And if you no. see that you're just like, yeah. okay. So like, did you kind of yeah. know after day one, you're like, all right, there's still two more days left. Don't even worry about it. So yes. Uh, I, I take a, I take an approach. It's a, maybe a little bit more unconventional, but I don't look at the leaderboard. Uh, not know, at all. No, not a single time. The whole, not, not until day three. Okay. Not until day three. And that's actually in the new, something I knew adopted fairly new uh new adoption um in the last couple years um and the main reason for that was i just wanted to have a better awareness of uh like hey is there anything to be mindful of while you're out on the competition floor um and you know here here's an example of that is going into the final event turbo tunnel of the mac um I had looked at the leaderboard and just kind of analyzed it. Like, Hey, I, I'm just going to look at it. Like, what are the data points that I need and can extract from what the leaderboard is saying? And I knew that I think if I believe, if 
I remember correctly, I think there was four guys or maybe three, maybe it was just three guys. Um, if I beat any one of these guys, for the most part, given that all of us didn't completely tank and, you know, take the bottom four spots, right. you know, in that event or whatever. But if I beat these guys and we're all inside the top 10 of that event, if I beat any one of those guys, I should qualify. Like just having like a piece of information like that sure. is helpful so that you can be aware on the floor. Now that doesn't shift my approach to the workout whatsoever, because my workout is go do this as fast as you physically can in hopes that you win the event. That's mm-hmm. That, that is the goal every time I take the floor, do my absolute best to be in okay. my lane, run my race. But if push comes to shove and I need to, uh, you know, maybe something's not going how I planned in the event, like, okay, quick pivot. I know that Logan Collins is here. Tyler Christopher is here. And um, uh, Jake Berman and Spencer Panchak are like, you know, and, and okay, I know I need to beat those two guys and that guarantees fifth place or, you know what, you know, whatever, like right. having sort of that kind of floor awareness, I think is important. So I've kind of adopted that approach on the third day, but, uh, and, and you actually saw this at the, at the Mac, um, the, after the first day's standings, so little fitness and, uh, capacity had been tested that, right it's not an accurate measure of who is actually going to do well in, in, um, in the competition, but then you get four events in and there's always been a, a term, uh, Saturday has kind of been coined moving day uh, within the CrossFit <laughs> sphere. Um, you know, it's been, it's been called that for like eight years, 10 years or something like that, but they call uh, Saturday moving day. And that's typically because you start to see more fitness tests, transpire where like maybe you open with a lift and a short powerful event but then on saturday you start to get like the big grindy hard workouts that are just like that are just normally like the mac mile and those are fitness tests and so once you have those fitness tests start to lay out that's when you start to see the leaderboard shuffle who's really got the fitness to contend and that's why they call it moving you start to see that movement on the leaderboard and so after day two when that starts to transpire, that gives a better picture of like, okay, these athletes have the engine, the capacity, um, the fitness to contend. Um, and, and, and so, yeah, that, that was, you know, and we saw that with me, you know, I ended up taking <clears throat> third in the Mac mile and that shot me up into third place overall, right. uh, because of that. And then, I, you know, I felt like that was a better, more accurate measure of where athletes were for the most part. That makes sense. Um, yeah. I mean, speaking of, yeah, I think uh, Friday, I know the first one was just like basically two people at a time, max lift weight. Yeah. Um, yeah. Do, do you, you know, mentally, obviously it's, it's very different standing there watching other people lift and then your turn comes up and crowd, no crowd, um, you know, totally. try, try and get the crowd going. And then 10 lanes, you see guys out of the corner of your eye going at the same time as you, like, how do you mentally differentiate the two? Uh, do, do you mean like, like with the lift, like I'm sitting there actually watching the guys lift yeah. versus like I'm marching down the floor with them. Correct. Yeah, totally. Um, so I personally, like when I'm watching other guys lift, it doesn't really do much for me because I came in with a game plan, right? Like okay. I knew exactly in an ideal world, this is what I'm going to do. Uh, in a non-ideal world, 
yeah, pivot. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like if it's not going your way, you you make the best of what you got. Right. And you, I mean, what other guys are doing, it doesn't matter because it's like I have my ability on the floor right there. Like just because so and so lifted three thirty five doesn't mean that I can suddenly lift three thirty seven. <laughs> right. Right. You, know, you like, kind of know what your body can do. Exactly. And you have a good. You have a, you, you should have a good beat on that going into an event like that, right? So and. Like I've I've also been doing this a long time, right. and so I've really learned to be excited and celebrate other people's successes, sure. uh, and, and and I'm okay with that. Like I was watching Dallin Pepper, he he went right after me, uh, and so like I would hit my lift and I was stoked, felt awesome, and I'd look over and this is a young buck, 20 years old, um, who I think has a promising future in the sport, and uh, it's like man, like go throw some weight around. I'm excited to see this. And, yeah. you know, sure enough, he's throwing it. Like I'm genuinely watching like, damn yeah, man, like good job. Like way to go. Like, like I'm happy for you. And, or, or like when a guy misses his lift, I'm like, oh, like, I know that feeling, that feeling sucks. Like, dude, like, I'm sorry. Like, you know, and then I really quickly, I wipe it away and I lock in and then I got to go lift my lift. Right? right. So, um, you know, it's kind of a, it's a weird dichotomy that I've, you know, uh, kind of developed over the years. And I think it's very much so just having been in the sport for a very long time. Um, and, you know, I ultimately want the best for everybody. Right. And I also want to compete against the best. I'm a very competitive human being. So it's like, I want to beat your best. Like, so that's fine. Like you do your best. Cause I, st- I want it. That's what I want to be. You right. know? So it's a very, com- it's a, it's a, yeah, it's a weird dichotomy. And then as far as on the competition floor, like when we're marching down the floor with people, like I told you, like I've, focus on really staying on my lane and being very aware of of my body and how far I can push myself and am I playing with the knife's edge on certain movements because your threshold is different every time and CrossFit has so many modalities that we shift through and we might be you know on one of the workouts we were doing handstand walks and overhead squats and GHG sit-ups well each of those movements have a different threshold Mm -hmm. so you have to know like am I pushing the threshold on this movement and how is that going to affect the next movement. And so you're constantly analyzing that. And so when you're not, when you've kind of found like a little bit of a, a little space of like, Hey, I think I can, I think I could push a little more if I needed to. That's when you start listening to the announcers on the floor. That's when you start to like gauge, okay, this athlete is here. They're about five seconds ahead of me. There may be 10 seconds ahead of me. And in this movement, I'm feeling really good. I can, Maybe I can push and catch up. Maybe I can take a little sprint. And, you know, I, I like to use the analogy of running a foot race on the, like a road race, mm-hmm. because people can, can, can understand the picture. It's very similar. It's like, if, if somebody is 10 seconds ahead of me, you know, you can, you know, on, on, on the road, you can sprint really quickly and close the gap. And that's the quick little sprint that you did for maybe five seconds that closes the gap to like a three second differential. And by, and, and that didn't even take that much energy. Then you just settle right back down into your pace. Mm-hmm. Um, we kind of do the same accordion thing when we're, when we're on the competition floor with, with guys like, okay, like I know he's so far out in front of me, but if I just sprint for just a little bit, maybe I'll just catch up and then I can settle back down and see if I can settle into the same pace that he's at. Sure. Right. And so you're kind of constantly playing that, uh, throughout events. And I personally use, um, uh, like the, uh, the announcers and the crowd to really give me a lot of feedback for that. I don't necessarily look at athletes. Okay. I know some athletes will do that. Um, 
you know, I, I will use peripheral vision, but like, I won't tangibly look at you. You know, I'll, I'll, I'll try to just uh, hear as many other parts of the surroundings to give me the feedback I need. Sure. And then, I mean, uh, kind of along those lines, you know, in track and field, they kind of call it the kick, your kick at the end, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm, yep, how, how yep. early can you kick in? How early could you not kick in? How, how hard is that to determine while you're going, you know, how yeah. early can you really just get to the finish as fast as possible? Yeah. Because if you do it too soon, totally. you're going to be dragging totally. your ass across. The well, it's, uh, yeah. So, well, it's the same, like the a 400 meter run is a great example. Uh, um, since you brought up track, like, if I come out guns a blazing on a 400 meter for 300 of those, my kick at the end, like I'm only going to have a kick that's maybe 25 meters long. Right. Because if I try to kick any sooner than that, like I've already expended all of my energy, I'm going to kick, I'm going to only last for 25 meters, and then I'm going to sputter out and I'm going to slow down those last 75 meters. You know, so it's like you have to understand like how hard have I pushed throughout, you know, throughout the 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 run or the, you right. know the workout. How hard have I pushed throughout? So do I have a lot more energy to give? And if so, you, you know, and you, and we have, we have, you know, from like sports science, we have like data points of if you're, you know, if you've maintained a pace that's under your threshold, you should be able to kick for somewhere upwards of, of, of two to three minutes okay. where you can go above threshold. But, but really that just, it is determined of like how much time in your workout have you spent above threshold? Cause if you right. spent above that threshold, meaning uh, threshold being your like maximal sustainable pace, like right. I can hold this for the duration of the workout. No problem. You know um, if you've spent too much time above that, that essentially like dwindles down how long your kick is going to be. Okay. So um, you kind of have to have an idea of that there. There's a good example. Um, I had to, on the event two, I tripped on my handstand walks. And so like I'm, I was doing one of the handstand walks middle of the workout and just like, like I, the turf monster got me. Like <laughs> I've, I've never had it happen before, but like my finger like caught on the, oh, on the floor. It was the weird, it was the most random thing. That is weird. And I just, I just tripped and kind of did like a tumble roll. Sure. I had to go back and start over. Like that's a waste of like 12 to 15 seconds. So like what I was talking about, of like having to close the gap again, I had to essentially sprint for, you know, the next 20 seconds or so to try to make up that gap that just like had gotten extended on me because of just a small mistake. Right. Well, because of that, I started to tip over my threshold. And so I knew that I would not be able to kick on the last handstand walks because I had done it during the GHDs. So I was too fatigued. So I had to play the handstand walks a little smart. But then I knew that my overhead squats were strong enough that I could kick once I got down from the handstand walks, that's when I could kick. I could run sprint over to the overhead squats and I could bust out 10 overhead squats at 185. No problem. Like that's a, that's a, something I'm really confident in. So just right. knowing that and knowing where you can kick and what, what movements you can kick on is really important. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it goes to show how, you know, just a little thing like that can really screw up your whole workout. I mean, um, you have a couple months here until the games. Uh, I think they're, I think two months from today when we're talking, (laughs) um, what's, what's the most important thing for you from now until the games, you know, that you focus on, is it nutrition? Is it workouts? Is it, you know, recovery? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, I think you hit them all right. I think, I think that is, and and it's interesting because throughout the, the flow of a season, um, you can 
dial each one of those in at different times. Mm-hmm. Um, but when, and like, if you talk about like the, like I think the four or five main pillars of sleep, nutrition, recovery mindset, um, uh, and, 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 you know, minimizing stress, um, uh, oh, and, and training. Um, so like if you, if you look at those five pillars of, um, performance, each one of those kind of get dialed in at different times. When it's really early on in the season, maybe nutrition isn't completely dialed in because you just, you need to add a little bit of like room for your mind to just, you know, have some space, have some balance, you know, where everything's not constantly dialed in. So maybe early in the year, maybe it's nutrition or recovery that's not dialed in. But when we get into games training in these next two months, it's where all five of those meet each other and you start dialing all of them in this week. Uh, this is this, this week right now, what we're talking, this is a week post, uh, semifinals post, uh, the Mac, uh, for me. So, um, you know, I picked two or three of those to relax on mine's been recovery and nutrition. Um, okay. like I've just kind of been a little bit relaxed on those Oh. I guess, and training, cause I'm not really training. Um, I'm not really training this week. So right. like, um, I've kind of relaxed on those to some degree, not to a degree that like, I'm going to get past this, this week and just like be in a hole. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, like I got to climb out of this one. Like, I was, was going to say, what's like, what's relaxed nutrition look like for you? Is that like, uh, yeah, re- relaxed nutrition. So I usually weigh and measure all of my food. Um, okay. and you know, I meet certain macros and whatnot. And also I'm very much about, clean eating. So like adopting the principles that, you know, maybe that you hear around, um, you know, throwing around CrossFit a lot, whether that be eating uh, somewhat of a paleolithic diet um, or, um, or a zone diet or, you know, meats and veggies, nuts and seeds, some fruit, little starch, no sugar, like, like those concepts, like um, eat pretty similar into that, but also for performance. So like I will eat breads and, and, and simple sugars where needed for nutrient timing around training. Sure. Um, <clears throat> so ultimately just trying to eat clean most of the time. Um, this week it's looked like, Hey, let's eat clean most of the day. And if we feel like having a treat, uh, we being my wife and I, um, <laughs> if we feel like having a treat, like, uh, let's go do it. Just don't do it out of, uh, don't binge eat. Don't, don't right. do it out of, you know, and that's also more so just like, kind of the lifestyle that we've fallen into um where we're at in life you know it's like i would rather be clean night you know eating clean 95 percent of the time and have a treat when i want to have a treat um because then the treat is actually it actually kind of means more actually i enjoy it more when it's you know it's a little bit more spaced out or um you don't eat yourself sick so um that's kind of what nutrition has been like this week i think uh um, we got some ice cream two days ago um you know i got a little bag of uh peanut m&ms is kind of oh, like those are my favorite, like my, oh, that's my favorite. <laughs> this is my favorite candy you know and so it's like i'll i'll, I'll snag a, a you know a handful of, of peanut m&ms or whatever um and you know eat those with you know just you know just kind of relax yeah i mean if, if you don't chill so if you don't do that you know in, in general i mean even the day-to-day person um or when you're off season whatever if you don't do that you're just going to burn yourself out. I mean, if you try to go a hundred percent all the time, it's just going to, it's not going to work out well. Yeah. I don't think. You know, and there's a, there's a lot of people out there that they can um, like their genuine lifestyle and preferences to be eating clean 99% of the time. That's awesome. Yeah. That's cool. Like if it's your lifestyle and that's, that's great. Like be dialed in all the time. Um, as long as it's not causing stress, you know, right. like, 
that's awesome. I love it. I honestly like, I, I commend that a if, ton. You if know? I could, I would, but yeah, I need yeah. that little, yeah. that little bit yeah. just yeah. to, yeah, just, just a little, to take a little edge off and, and, you know, and that's, and that's fine. Um, but for these next two months, um, all that will go away. And, and I have no problem with that. Like I, I kind of thrive. In it. I love it. Um, and, uh, you know, I'll, I'll really dial in sleep, make sure that sleep is, you know, sleep in a nice cold room, have a great sleep environment, sleep hygiene, whatever that looks like. Um, nutrition is, is dialed in. I'm eating the right ma- a number of macros and the right foods at the right time. Um, you know, training obviously picks up and gets extremely intense. So then recovery right. becomes a really important aspect of, of training because, um, people think that we're in the sport of training. We're actually in the sport of recovery, right? Meaning, meaning if you can't recover, you can't train. So you have to really be focused on, can I recover between 5 PM, 6 PM today and 8 AM tomorrow? Because it's not a lot of time to recover. So I have to make sure that what I do throughout the day is, is, uh, you know, what would the term be like, a kind of promoting good recovery. So Okay. Um, you know, and then, and then just minimizing stress and, and, you know, and keeping a positive attitude and, you know, enjoying it, like finding reasons to be grateful and love everything they're doing, because honestly, like this is an extreme gift to get to do this, to get to do this as a career. And I know that. And so, uh, it's really important, I think, to, to keep in mind that, Hey, like we get to do some pretty cool things and, yeah, for sure. um, definitely need to be grateful for that. Yeah. And I mean, you come from a uh, a football background, you played at Washington. Um, Do you still use any of what you learned from football in CrossFit? I know, obviously, uh, you know, knowing a little bit about football training, there's, it's a lot different as far as when you're in the weight room, you know what I mean? For sure. Than CrossFit kind of stuff. But is there anything that, you know, maybe one big thing that you learned while you're playing football? Uh, I don't think anything, one big thing other than just how to, you know, I think that training, the training that we did, uh, in college, um, you know, playing at university of Washington, division one program, we had some great strength coaches. Um, I think one of the great things that, that I can take away from that is how much we rested. Okay. That was, that was a big takeaway from, from college that I think it's, I think it's a little, uh, washed out in CrossFit training. Um, seems like in CrossFit, everybody's like, Oh, I do more. I can train more. I do more volume. This, that, and that. Sure. And people are just constantly beating themselves to a pulp. But in college, it was like, Hey, no, we're going to work really, really hard. And it's going to feel like we're just absolutely killing you. And then we're going to give you two days off. Nice. And we, I mean, we had, actually throughout the week, we had, sometimes we had three days off. So we would go Monday, Tuesday, we had a very light, if not off Wednesday, trained Thursday, Friday, and then we were off on the weekends. Um, and we might do, be doing two a days. We might be having really hard training sessions whenever right. we were training, but there was a lot of rest built in. And so the concept of training six days a week and just thrashing your body, it's like, that doesn't make sense. Like there's not enough time to recover there, but what does that look like? Can we operate and undulate in our training volume. Maybe we have a really high training day, a little bit lighter, medium one, and a day off. Like, in is that promoting? Everybody's different, and everybody handles volume and intensities differently. So it's a matter of finding that. That's I think it's important finding that as, for yourself as an athlete. Um, uh, but I, just looking back at UW, just knowing how much we rest it is 
I think it's a good indicator of, of how you truly gain performance is by resting and recovery. Yeah. I mean, I think that's lost on a lot of people. Like you said, um, they don't kind of realize that. Do you yeah. still, uh, I mean, you're out in Washington still, right? Do you still go to games or anything like that? Uh, I'm on the, I'm on the East side of Washington oh, now. Okay. Um, yeah. So we're, it's like a four hour drive, um, you know, or hour, hour flight, but, um, so I don't get out to UW anymore. Um, you know, I, I will, I definitely will go to games, you know, in the future at some point in time, but life's busy now, you know, with yeah. CrossFit and training, I train on the game days. Um, and you know, we got a little kid now, uh, our, our little Jack, 16 months old. So like, there's just other things going on. I'm sure yeah. I'll, I'll find some time down the road. But. Absolutely. And do you, do you follow professional at all? Like are you a Seahawks fan being out there? Or? I am a Seahawks fan. Yeah, okay. absolutely. Uh, but that's like, I'm a Seahawks fan through and through so like if they're doing bad like hey i'm a fan but uh, guys you gotta figure it out you know it's like <laughs> yeah. or, if they're, or if they're doing a great it's like a big hurrah like it's so super what, happy um what are your but, thoughts on uh on russell wilson now not being on the team i you know it's 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 part of the game you know it's part of the sure, evolution yeah. of the game i understand it you know so um i don't think he Really, like the way that I see that is just like, hey man, like I'm really grateful for the tenure that you had. <laughs> yeah, like it's super. It's, sure. I mean, it's, it's as simple as that because it's it is the sport. Like, I mean, what you know, athletes are going to come and go. Yep. You know, and totally. he had a, he had a long tenure for um, for a quarterback for for you know for an NFL player, um, and I'll miss him. He's a great. I think he's a great guy. Um, I have you know spent a little time around him um when, when i was in college just getting mm-hmm. to be around the presence of those players and whatnot cool. and um you know he's just good, got a good heart and um i'm excited to see what what he can do for other teams and i'll always be a fan of him so right yeah um, totally you know i'll be rooting him on hoping he the best for him and his team until he plays the seahawks right <laughs> so <laughs> i'm on the opposite coast it's hard not to like him he's a, he seems like a really good yeah. guy and, yeah. and has his you know has his stuff together and totally. you know he, he got one one super bowl in seattle yeah. and take it from an eagles fan you take them where you can get them so. absolutely and into that <laughs> uh before i let you go um real quick if you have a second the yeah. one thing i was kind of curious about just in, in your personal perspective, is there, is there anything maybe that uh, people who aren't CrossFit athletes, elite CrossFit athletes with, with training that they maybe take for granted that you like kind of wish you could, could do like take, for example, you know, if there's a new movie coming out that everybody's talking about, or uh, <laughs> like a TV show, you know, stranger things just came out. Like, yeah. so we, we are able because I'm not training all the time and, and everything to kind of sit and watch stuff like that. Is that something yeah. that CrossFit takes you away from? Yeah. Yeah. A little bit. So um, actually the thing that I think would, would, has been the hardest for me over the years is um, uh, time with loved ones and friends. Um, I think the number of times I've had, I felt, and maybe I don't, maybe I didn't need to. Um, but I, at the time I felt like I needed to say no to, a social gathering time with friends, mm-hmm. um, you know, time with family members going on a trip or just going over to the West side and traveling over to see my family. Uh, it's a six hour drive or an hour flight plus a two hour drive. So it's like, it's a travel day. Like it's a, it's a, right. it's a, it's a, it's a kind of significant travel commitment, especially with a one and a half year old. Uh, <laughs> <clears throat> but um, the number of times that they've asked like, hey, when are you going to come over? And that feeling of like, 
I don't know when I can. Like, right. like I can't, I don't have a training environment over there. There's no gyms to train at. It's going to be four days off of training, which is pretty substantial. It's, it's what that kind of commitment to the sport has, has asked, um, that can get pretty weighty, you know, that can get pretty hard, you know, yeah, like, sure. Imagine. Like, sure. We're training, like you kind of hit the nail on the head. Like, yeah, we're training all the time. And then past training, like I'm not gonna say unfortunately, but, but on top of training where a lot of athletes are making a living now is also kind of being uh, a social media presence or an influencer or something like that. Right. And I don't, I don't think that people have a, a strong grasp on how much time that actually takes. That is a, that is a lot of time commitment to be on social media, to produce content that people are willing to consume and want to consume. So there was so much going on there. So um, you get done with your training and then you start to do all those other things. You're answering emails, answering text messages, connecting with people and all of a sudden your day's done, you know, not to mention in between all of those, you're dialing in nutrition. You don't get to just go to so-and-so and grab a quick bite or, uh, take, take, get takeout and eat fast food. And like, you have to have prepare your meals. And there's a lot that you have to dial in, but it's, I love it. Like I thrive in, it, <laughs> right. you know what I mean? So like, like that doesn't feel like a burden to me. Um, I just think it might be lost on some people. Uh, totally. Um, but the hardest thing for me has been, has been feeling like I can't be with all of the loved ones that I want to be with. Um, when, you know, when I want to be there or, or they could use time. And that's kind of hit heavy this last year. You know, uh, one of my, you know, my absolute best friend in life, um, was diagnosed with, with brain cancer. Um, my son was, was born prematurely, um, you know, three months premature last year. And that was just kind of the perspective shift for me of like, man, like this time goes fast and this life is quick. And, right like what, what is the biggest priorities and, and how can, how, you know, it was a kind of a conviction of like, how can I do a better job of that, sure. of, of really giving more of myself to the things that matter most in life. Thank you again to Cole for joining us. Uh, I think I originally told him like 15 minutes or so. And, uh, He's a really nice guy and likes to talk, so we talked for about a half hour, as you can see. Um, I love when, like, you say 15, 20 minutes, and then people want to chit-chat. <laughs> yeah. No, he's, like, super nice guy. One of the nicest guys you'll uh, you'll get to talk to. I mean, even, you know, off-air a little bit, we were chatting. and You said, like, communicating with him via email. Like, he was super friendly yeah. and outgoing. I mean, the first email to him, he was I like, know. oh, I'd love to come on, blah, yeah. blah, blah. So, like, I love running into people like that. Yes, You know, it's so great. Absolutely. And I, I would love to have him on again sometime when you can be there. I know. Uh, maybe he'll win this year, and then yeah. we can we can have him on and celebrate that. I don't know. Fingers crossed. Um, but ninth straight games, I think, uh, very, a lot of interesting stuff he had to say, um, you know, a lot in relation to how he doesn't check the leaderboard until like the third day. That was crazy. (laughs) I, like, I would have to check it after every single event. I know. When I was listening to that, when you said that, like, I would have to, I'm like, I know, I know you. What would you do? Yeah, I think I would look. But I'm not. I'm not even. Maybe as, like after each day. I'm not even as competitive as you. But like the fact that he is literally competing, <clears throat> that's crazy. Yeah, and like I, I guess part of it's you know, at the elite level, maybe you just kind of are doing your best no matter what the leaderboard says. 
Yeah. You know, on that last day, you can give that little extra but push. He said that was new, too. Yes. So maybe after doing it for how many years, you kind of... Yeah. Maybe that was just like a new strategy. I don't know. Right. Um, he has not hit the podium yet in nine straight games. His best finish is fifth. A couple seventh place finishes. Yeah, he's so close, though. Top 20 yeah. every single time, yeah. which is amazing. Yep. So, like... And they're always showing him, like, you know, at the games. Yeah. And you know what's kind of funny? And, and like, I mean, I'm sure if I asked him, he would say say to win because he's been there so many times. But, like, I wonder what would be – what would you rather do? Go nine straight times, finish top 20 every single time, or try nine times, get there once, and win once? Would you rather get there year after year after year after year and, like, I feel like that's everybody's short, goal to win. To win, right. I don't know. But there's something to be said for top oh, 20 yeah. and nine straight. You're like, that's super impressive, and not a lot of people can do that. Yeah, that's insane. So, I mean, best of luck, obviously, to him this year. Really hoping he gets on the podium, gets a win, something. Um, but, I mean, super nice guy. Obviously, super talented. Yeah. We'll be cheering him on. Um, a couple other things. Uh, I mean, just, you know, obviously, I... I it was cool to kind of, I'm glad he was able to open up a little bit too at the end there, talking about like things that are hard. You know, I was just talking about like, you know, I yeah. thought about it and I was like, my gosh, if I was training so much, we wouldn't be able to sit here on the couch and watch Stranger Things. I know. You were like, do you ever miss TV shows? Yeah, right. And he's like, I I'd hardly miss, see my he's family. Like, I miss my family. Right. And that's, like, that's something you don't think about. Yeah. I mean, you really don't, especially because he's not necessarily near, Right. you know, some of I don't know that many CrossFit athletes are going to be near their family because training is such a specific thing. Right. But also it's interesting too, because he said, you know, like I can't come visit, like there's not a gym in that area or whatever the situation is. So it's not even just like training. It's like, like you need to be at a place with a gym. Yeah. I mean, he was saying if he goes, that's like four days of no training and like at his level, you just can't do that. And it was interesting because, like, I was thinking about, like, our marathon training. And I I'm like, literally, like... No, I'm we, talking. We, we ran out no, of time, I'm so talking. I didn't get to bring it up, but I am literally was thinking <laughs> what you're about to say, so go ahead. Like, we have to, on our our weekends or our long runs, and we had to say no to, like, events or, like, family gatherings or whatever. Like, show up late. We'll have to show whatever. up late. Like, we have to get our long run And our run family's in. relatively close. Yeah. Like, yeah. Everybody's pretty much right. within, like, an hour. Right. But also, if we ever, like, were somewhere over a weekend or had to be somewhere, like, we made it work. Whereas CrossFit is so, like, you have to have a gym. You have to have right. that equipment. Yeah, you it's can not run just anywhere. Like, right. And That's so it was, true. I mean, it was so interesting. Like you can't just try to make it work. Well, think about like where we have a vacation coming up. Mm-hmm. We're going to the beach for a week. Mm-hmm. Not going to say when because I don't want somebody to break into our house. But like <laughs> think about think about what we talked about. We're like we're not bringing any equipment. Mm-hmm. We're going to do because we have to circuits. drive down and we're like, we'll just do some kind of body weight <clears throat> stuff, but it'll yeah. be a running week. We'll just run like almost every day yeah, or whatever. And do some like And circuits. like he can't do something like no. that. Like he would have to find and maybe there's a CrossFit gym near where we're going, but I know uh, Chesapeake is not terribly far. We could go visit Ben Smith who we talked oh, to yeah. last year. Um, but yeah, like I just, <clears throat> you know, it's, it's just crazy 
stuff you don't really think about. You know, it's even crazier. Hmm. When he said that sometimes he will treat himself to a handful of peanut M&Ms. <laughs> yes. Whereas I could eat seven bags. Yeah. In one sitting. It's, I mean, that's another thing that I just never, not never will understand, but like it's he just like, like he's on a different level mentally oh, yeah. with that kind of that stuff. That is what it is. It's not even like discipline <clears throat> at this point. Like it's just on another level yeah. mentally. You're right. Because he was like... It's not even a burden to me. Like, it's just yeah. a way of life. And I was like, no, no, no. I know. It's, cra- <laughs> it's so crazy. Like, he's, you know, he brought up the peanut M&Ms, and that's like my favorite candy. And or, he's like, I'll have a handful. And I'm like, oh, yeah. I thought we were talking about the whole bag. Or when like, he was I, get, like, oh. I go to the grocery, uh, the store, and I get two for four fifty, and then yeah. I eat one of them today, one of them tomorrow. Yeah. It's just insane. Yeah. Or when he was like, oh, like, I had ice cream this day. I'm like, we order ice cream on Grubhub every night. I had ice cream two hours ago. Exactly. <laughs> so. Before dinner. Psychopath. <laughs> right. And then I had dinner. I know. I'll run tomorrow. Right. Because that's how that works. <laughs> like what? Yeah. And I that's don't why know how. we are here and he is there. Now you're right. That among many other reasons. Yes. But yeah. Yikes. So, um, but, uh, and the other thing, I mean, like, you know, I guess, uh, you know, we should feel kind of. I don't know, um, like really thankful. Like, like he's talking about how he can't even see his family, but he took the time to talk to us yeah. for a half hour. And probably would have talked to us longer like yeah. if, if time allowed. So, I mean, just really, really appreciative of him coming on and, you know, really sorry to hear about his, his friend and, and obviously yeah. his uh, sons must be doing pretty well. But yeah, um, just puts it into perspective for Absolutely. sure. Um, you know, obviously we wish him and his family and friends all the best yep um and hopefully you know we get to chat with him again sometime yeah so uh, i guess that will um about wrap it up right i don't really have anything else to mention do no i think it was a great great combo yeah next month uh, about a month from now we'll have uh spartan race in palmerton our yearly like I think that's one that we, like, won't miss. No, I know. Well, it's so close. And yeah. it's such a big one. Like, you can't miss it. Yeah, but I mean, like, Bethel is actually this coming weekend, the one we did last year at Woodstock. That was my first I, age group. I know. And I would love I to go back. We just celebrate. We already have plans. But, um, you know, if, if you're thinking of going or if you're in the tri-state area, check out that episode. It's totally worth it. We have an obstacle video up as well, so you kind of get to see the land a little oh, bit. Oh, it's such a good very, race. Do it. Very good beginner such course. Such a good race. Yeah, very good one to track your first age group or for Spartan, whatever, because like it's not super hilly. It's not really like treacherous. Yeah. But it's, and it's a cool location. It is a really cool location. Watch out for the trash. Which is known Not as an trash. artifact now. Yes, I guess. <laughs> uh, but listen to that episode from last last June. I guess it was right around this time. But yep. uh, we'll try and put out an obstacle video for Palmerton, uh, along obviously with a podcast episode and stuff. Don't know which races we're doing yet. There's a super and a sprint and a trail race. Mm, I guess we'll, we'll see, see how, how my we feel. see how my foot's doing. Yeah, um, because it's it's feeling good today. Yeah, it's feeling good. Maybe one of us will get COVID again, and yeah. Yeah, well, okay. Well, let's just go. I was going to talk about Jurassic World, but we didn't see it yet. No, we don't know anything about it. No, there's a lot of good movies coming out. I'm just saying. We were talking about, yeah, I know. We were talking about 
uh, things CrossFit people can't do. And, like, again, my uh, mind always just goes to, like, does he get to go well, see anything, a movie? Does like he get you, to go to the movies? You were the one that brought up Stranger Things. If anything, you should be chatting about that. Yeah. Well, I don't want to spoil it for anybody who hasn't seen it. Kind of weird, Spoiler though. We have to alert. wait. Did you know the last two episodes are, like, feature film length? Last episode's, like, two hours. Are you asking me? Yeah. No, I know. I was there with you when we watched it. No, no, no. Like, two hours. Yes. All the episodes were, like, an hour, hour 15. The last two episodes are, like, two hours each. Yes, I was there with you in the same living room on the same couch while we watched it together. Watched what? Stranger Things. Oh, my gosh. I'm telling you, did you know the last two episodes are two and a half hours long each? Yes. But why are you saying you were there when we watched it? I just found out that they were that long. Oh, I thought you meant at the end of these. The last two episodes that are coming out next month are Mm. like two hours. Yeah, no, I didn't know that. (laughs) Welcome to the conversation. Sorry. Holy moly. I thought you meant the last two that we just watched. No, those were like an hour and a half, I think. Hour 15. These are even longer, like literally an hour longer. Jeez. It's basically like a film. And there's season five, and I don't know what they're going to do after that. But there's only two more episodes. Yes. So maybe that's why. Yeah. But I think the season's really good. I will say, like, the... This isn't really a spoiler. I'm just going to say the, like, Hopper storyline. I could do without. Okay. I think everything else I'm okay with. But I think that... I think everything else is, like, really good. I think they're doing something because I think Elle's hopefully going to have a good ending and bringing him back, maybe, is the answer to that. Maybe. I don't know. Um... Yeah, I don't want to spoil anything. Anyway, so let's, let's cut it there. And then more Marvel movies coming out. Oh, Obi Wan is is on right now. Here Another we go. Great show. We could do a whole oh, episode about it's like so good. how can we how can we mix this into our podcast to be like what to watch while you're running on a treadmill because <laughs> running on a treadmill is the worst thing in the world. We do running, we do CrossFit, we do OCR, and we also do movies and shows. <laughs> <Right>. Trivia. <laughs> Trivia. We do trivia. Send us send us some good trivia team names. We do trivia every couple of weeks, and we can never think of a good team name. So send us your team names. I'm kind of curious what would be a good one. But remember when we talked to, and again, I'm like jumping around, but we talked to Stacy last year, and she's like, oh, I did like, what did she say, like 13 miles on a treadmill or something? Or oh, three yeah, hours something ridiculous. Something stupid. <laughs> Not literally stupid, but like something I No, I, ridiculous. Something I could never do. Yeah. So you maybe might maybe it was fourteen miles. It was something crazy, and like maybe you need no something to watch while you're running on the treadmill for however long that takes. So watch all these shows that we're giving you. That's that's the episode. Good night and good luck. Okay. <laughs> uh, so anyway, yeah, that'll wrap it up. Check out our Facebook. Uh, subscribe wherever you get podcasts. Go to our YouTube for clips of the interview with Cole and other uh, past guests and obstacle videos and all that kind of stuff. If this is your first time checking us out, thank you for checking us out. We hope you come back. If you are coming back, thank you for coming back. Uh, But that'll do it for this one, and we will see you on the next episode. Bye.